Welcome back to another episode of the Oh <coughs> God, I was fucking oh. Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast. Brought to you by iFilm Cinema, Cinema for Everyone. As you know, this podcast is available to you to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast app. Uh it's been a week. I didn't get to upload an episode on Thursday, but I'm actually okay with that. Uh because I, you know, had an invent uh, an eventful uh like weekend going into today. Um starting off with um Saturday. Obviously we'll start off start off there. Um Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, the fight of the one of the most anticipated fights of the year took place in Dallas, my backyard. And um I don't exactly remember what my prediction for the fight was. I know that I knew I, I knew I, I know I for a fact called Jake Paul winning because I always call Jake Paul winning. Uh, I'm a Jake Paul fan, but I also no biased. Um, I do think Jake Paul's actually a decent boxer for his level of training and experience. So, um, but I knew Nate was going to be extremely tough. He's extremely durable. His cardio is second to none, and I knew it wasn't going to be easy for Jake to get him out of there. So it was a good fight, a good test of not so much skill for Jake, but I'd say more towards um more towards uh cardio and conditioning and that pace. I think Nate put the pressure on him. He walked Jake down a lot. He had Jake on his bike pretty much the entire fight. Um the first round though, I thought Jake uh had just gotten astronomically better in comparison to his other fights because he had Nate, you know, a little rattled with a, um, with a counter left hook over, you know, a wide left looping hook over the top that Nate didn't see coming. And it, you know, it sort of rocked him a little bit. He had to, he had to sort of push Jake. He had to pressure the shot out of Jake for honestly, the remainder of that round. And I was actually sort of honestly, um, pleasantly surprised with, how Jake went to the body, you know, he knows, he knew, I think he knew going into that fight, Nate has a gas tank, his cardio is amazing, so, you know, he went to the body early to sort of drain that tank, uh, and make Nate put his hands down, to which then would open up the shots to the head, and I think he, I think he did really well, first round, obviously, was super heavy in Jake's favor, Every, I thought he was going to get him out of there in the first round, and I was going to be shocked, because Nate doesn't get knocked out. Um, and going into the second round, Nate put Jake on his bike. Pressure. Nate's never been a powerful puncher. You know, he's not this, like, one knockout destroyer. You know, one punch knockout destroyer. That's just not who he is. Um, but he sort of beats you in bunches uh, with pace. Overwhelming you with a lot of shots to the point where you just can't take it anymore. That's sort of how Nate goes in there. He's a dog. He likes to, you know, dirty box. So second round started, and he did exactly what I figured he was going to do, push the pace, pressure Jake, force the shot out of Jake. Uh, Jake likes to fight at range uh, so he can get that that powerful right hand off. And um, that's pretty much how the fight went for the rest of the fight. Nate trying to push the pace, and Jake being a more seasoned, more professional boxer now, um 
saw it coming, knew the pressure was going to be on, had the cardio to stay on his bike and, you know, get out of harm's way, uh, clinched when he needed to, the whole thing. And then in round five, Jake did something I didn't know he could do. Yes, that's not true. I'm lying. Because he dropped Tommy Fury and Anderson Silva with the exact same punch, um, which is a counter, like a, a slip and rip check left hook. Uh, but this one was more impressive because when he did it to Anderson, Anderson was pushing the presser, but Anderson also likes to fight on the outside. He's a counter striker. And he threw a Anderson Silva's a southpaw. He threw, I'm pretty sure he threw a left down the middle that Jake dipped. He didn't slip it, but he dipped it and had, you know, had the the speed and quickness to load that, that left hook, that check left hook up and throw it over the top of Anderson Silva's jab, which rocked and dropped Anderson Silva. Then moving on to the Tommy Fury fight, he, it's a check slip left hook, the exact same thing. But this Nate Diaz one was the exact same thing, but because of Nate's pressure and how he knows that he can take a lot of hits and not go down, he's able to push it, which was sort of more impressive to me because Jake had to do it while moving backwards. When you're moving backwards, you lose all that, you know, you use the ground as your source of power to sort of push off of, to push that that punch through. And Jake didn't have his feet underneath him, which only proves... What I think everyone knows is that Jake is extremely strong. He's super athletic. He's quick. He's fast. He's, you know, all things we know about young athletes. But uh, everyone knew that he had that power in his right hand. Well, Nate Diaz is for sure the most durable fighter he's ever fought. And he dropped Nate Diaz. And I thought he was going to get him out of there in the fifth. Um, just based off the way Nate fell. Um, but Nate, in Nate fashion, got right back up. You couldn't tell he was hurt in the slightest. Didn't even get to a 10 count. Ref gave him an 8 count. Fight kept up, kept going. Jake laid the pressure on him and tagged him a couple times. Some check, some uppercuts, some in the some dirty boxing uppercuts, looping right hands, looping left hands, shots to the body, the whole thing. And Nate ate them all, just kept coming forward. He kept coming forward. And then uh in rounds in round eight, Nate put the put the pressure on him for real because Jake had never been past eight rounds. This was a ten round fight. Um and Nate definitely won that eighth round by applying the pressure. And then in round nine, sort of what we saw in the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight is that he sort of caught his second wind, and Jake was the more uh, the more calm and aggressor. Not so much aggressor because he wasn't walking Nate down, but he, was, he wasn't, you know, backpedaling. He wasn't on his bike. He was willing to stand in there and trade with him and, um, you know, take some shots to give some shots. And uh, he did he did well for what he's supposed to do. Um, so I'm excited. I'm glad he won. Um, I'm excited to see who he fights next. If I had to bet, I think it all honestly depends on how the card in October goes. Cause KSI is fighting Tommy Fury. I imagine, <clears throat> I just don't see, I don't see KSI getting past Tommy Fury. I really don't. Um, but you never know. KSI is more of a wild card. He doesn't really throw punches or fight like a traditional boxer. He has some traditional boxing elements, but whenever he gets in there, it's sort of, if that's not the the key, he's more wild and erratic. And uh, he has a lot of power as well. So that overhand, crazy right hand, you just don't, don't see coming. You know, it could, 
knock out Tommy Fury. We'll see. Um, I'm putting my money on Tommy Fury, just outboxing him and outclassing him like he did Jake. But I imagine if Jake, uh, if KSI wins, uh, if KSI wins, I feel like Tommy Fury is the next fight for Jake, the rematch. And I feel if, if KSI loses, KSI is the next fight for Jake. That's all I can see. Um, cause I don't know. I can't think of any other stars that Jake can really fight right now. Like we know he can beat MMA guys because even though Nate is super heavy, he's super boxing heavy. He's not a, he's not a traditionally trained boxer. We all know this, even though boxing is his main source of combat style. It's not all he's trained for. So we know Jake can beat the best striker. I mean, he beat Anderson Silva, the greatest striker in MMA history, or top three, if not the number one. We know this. Nate, super durable, can box. You know, cardio for days. We, we saw it. Jake can go 10 rounds with him. Hurt him, which not a lot of people can say they've done against Nate Diaz. Um, so... Uh, my guess is Tommy Fury is next, depending on how the fight against KSI goes. Uh, but I think KSI or Tommy Fury is the next the next step for Jake. Um, I just don't know who else. Unless he does the, the MMA match with Nate, the $10 million MMA match that he was proposing since he beat Nate in boxing. He wants to go over, which I'm interested in that fight. I know a lot of people aren't. I'm interested in it. Jake has a wrestling background. He knows what he's doing. Um, he, I don't personally believe he's as good as his brother, Logan. Uh, Logan did it for a little bit longer. Uh, went to school for it before the whole celebrityism popped in. But Jake knows what he's doing. He knows the ins and outs of wrestling. I imagine with some training, he could get back into the swing of things. Sort of like, you know, riding a bike. Um, just sort of regaining that muscle memory. But we'll see. I'm hoping for... I'm honestly hoping for, out of all of it, I'm hoping for the KSI fight. I think their back-and-forth beef has gone on way too long, and I feel like people are might be starting to lose interest in it. So I think uh, beginning of next year, that's the fight to make. That's what I personally want to see. Then Jake can go do whatever he wants to do. But I would like to see a KSI fight to sort of put that at rest, to see who, because they're easily the number one and number two boxers. KSI fans are going to have KSI at number one. Jake Paul fans are going to have Jake Paul at number one. Um I personally, as an unbiased opinion, I believe Jake is a better boxer than KSI. But with that being said, I don't know who's going to win that fight. They both have power. They both can, you know, can box and can fight. So I think it really depends on, is Jake a good enough boxer to outbox KSI and land his power shot? Or is KSI so wild that he clips Jake with a power shot that's not traditionally coming from a boxing stance and and puts Jake out. But overall, I do not see that fight going the full distance when it does happen, if it happens. But, you know, only time will tell. We'll see. Um, moving on to yesterday, Sunday, uh, Lionel Messi comes to Dallas, his first away game as an inter-Miami player. And uh, the tickets to the FC Dallas game sold out in approximately 12 minutes. Big surprise there. Um, 
and uh, I'm a little upset that I didn't get a chance to go to that game because it was wild. Uh, Messi scores in the sixth minute of the game, which apparently is a trend for him right now. He scored in the first six minutes of all every game that he's played in Inter Miami. He scores the first goal. FC Dallas ties it up. FC Dallas scores another goal. Inter Miami heads their you know kicks their own ball into their own goal. FC Dallas kicks their own ball into their own goal. So now FC Dallas is winning four to three going into the 86th minute. Lionel Messi gets a free kick from the right post side over the wall. Lionel Messi does goat things. Lionel Messi things. Left foot, top right corner. Keeper can't even get close to it because of the 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 placement is so perfect. Ties the game up. They go to they go to penalty kicks, and Inter Miami wins the game. They move on uh, from the to the quarterfinals from the round of sixteen, beating FC Dallas. Uh, in all, all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if Messi leads this team to a to a League Cup championship in his uh in his debut. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. That's sort of. In all honesty, he sort of got over to the MLS and made the MLS look like the G League for LeBron James. Like, it's honestly, to this point, it's not even funny anymore. He, It's not fair. It's not fair at all. It's actually sort of crazy watching him play against these, these great soccer players, but they're great in American standards when America's standards for soccer slash football are not that high because it's not a top five sport in the United States. It will be, especially now with Messi being here, it's going to grow exponentially. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I hope that would just be insane if he leads them to a league, you know, a league cup championship. That would be crazy. Or even to get them to the final, that would be crazy. Uh, just because of how bad of a team they were before he showed up. So, we'll see. Uh, I'm trying to think what else has happened. I can't think of anything too else, anything crazy, really. It's always hard to have these conversations about events that happened or, like, these monumental events that happened without another person here because you can't go back and forth and get their opinion on what they think is happening. So all I can tell you is my opinion. So, and not a lot of people are, you know, we're, I guess not, not as many people are in tune with a bunch of current events that go on. So I don't know. It's a little odd. It's a little, it's always funny when I have these, it's almost like a recap. That's also basically what it is at this point. Um, so I guess I'm going to start this last segment. It'll be the last segment of the episode. Um, and then I'll leave y'all and hopefully uh, for the Friday episode, I can get some people on here. Maybe another episode with Colby and Jordan. That episode went really well. Um, but anyway, um, so I had an idea to, as you know, summer is coming to an end. Not here in Texas. It's hot as fuck in Texas until like October. Um, but for the most of the population in, of the United States, uh, summer is coming to an end. Uh, you know, it's August now. By the end of August, a lot of places in the country will be experiencing that fall, 
that fall weather, that cooler weather, weather getting down into the like the the seventies slash sixties in some places. And uh, with that comes new clothing. Um, I have all the fall lineup. I'm looking at the three, or not the three, but like the the six items of clothes that will be available for like fall slash winter clothing. And uh, and the Halloween drop, which is, if I do say so myself, some of my best work. And I think that it's just gonna it's gonna be a really cool thing to see people in these hoodies. I like these hoodies a lot. I like these sweaters a lot. I like the sweatpants a lot. So um, I had an idea that I ran by good old Cameron um, to do a like a pop up shop. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but a pop up shops. For those who don't know, I feel like a lot of people do know what it is, but for those who don't know pop-up shop sort of like a one day thing that you know some food you know food places will do it where they'll pop up in a certain location for one time only or whatever an artist will have a pop-up showing where they'll rent out a venue and show their art for like a couple hours out of one day um, or sell their artwork whatever I'm thinking I'm going to do a pop-up shop in October that at the beginning of October that Obviously, all my friends will help me run and stuff like that. But um, all I'm doing now is trying to iron out the details of where to where to do it at. Obviously, the easy answer is to do it here in Sherman slash Denison, you know, home base. But a lot of the people that listen to the to the podcast, uh, obviously, I have a, a a large audience in this area, but also I have a large audience towards the more cityer, I guess, more like you know, bigger areas of Texas. In my area, you know, the McKinney, Allen, Plano area. So obviously, you know, I could run one there. But the problem is all the people, I don't want people that I know having to drive all the way out there just to go, you know, be there for a couple minutes. Uh, but I also don't want my fans or the listeners to have to drive all the way from like, you know, Dallas or something like that. So I think it'd be cool to have it somewhere in the middle. Still working out the details on it, but it's going to happen in October. Let me look at the calendar. Actually, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give y'all an an exact date. I haven't booked anything yet, by the way. So it's gonna happen. September. Let's do it. September thirtieth. One the day before October. The day before October because it gives you the whole month to wear the Halloween stuff. I lied. It's either going to be September 30th or October 7th. One of those two. Those are the only two dates that would be acceptable, though. So one of those two days, be on the lookout for uh, the pop-up shop. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it. I've been thinking about doing it multiple times. I've thought about doing it multiple times, but I think the timing is right um, to do it. I think I have the funds to do it. It doesn't actually. I did the numbers last night. Actually, it doesn't cost that much, especially because I have all the like the merch done and in already. It just needs to be distributed, obviously. But I can't distribute it yet because it's not cold yet, especially here in Texas. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I'm excited about that. That'll be a cool. It'll be a cool thing. So. I'm trying to think what else is there? 
That's actually all I got. Um, go to nympshop.com. Just check it out. Sign up for the newsletter, I think. Yeah, do that. Why not? Fuck it. There ain't nothing you can buy on there right now. But the website's cool. The website actually looks pretty cool right now. I changed it up a little bit. I'm going with a certain theme uh, with this new fall merch, this new winter merch. I have a new theme. So go check it out. You might be able to get a sense of it if you check at the website. There's nothing on the website. I have a couple of images, but they're blurred and pixelated um, on the website right now. You know, a little tease. Um but yeah, go to the website, nympshop.com, NYMP clothing on Instagram, in, not your normal podcast on Instagram, I film Aaron on Instagram, do the whole thing, you know, the whole social media thing, boom, bap, bing, bing. Um, but with all that, all that being said, it's extremely late, I forgot to go grocery shopping, so I'm going to have to do that in the morning. Uh, that's all I got. I'll see you all on Friday.